I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster, Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other, other shit. shit. I just let out a huge belt. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know, it's just like sitting there, just waiting. <laughs> How are you doing today, darling? Oh, child. On this lovely Saturday? Ugh. Well, you, that sounds like enthusiasm. Let, let, me, let, let me hear about it. <laughs> well, we gonna get straight into it. Oh, God. My yeah. Saturday started with me getting a slack. Yes. And uh, from the Comte de Garçon Paris Fashion Week. Show. Oh, is that what you happened at that, 9 a.m.? That woke me up. Oh. Like, yeah. And, and it, I'm pretty sure I know it was about how fabulous it was and how just magnificent and how, like, diverse and it just, yes, it was, right? Or it was about <laughs> how they had white models. Yes. So it was, it was the now, men's show. Male show, right? Yeah. Um, wearing. These awful, awful, awful. Let's, by the way, highlight how awful <laughs> they were so... these lace front Fulani cornrow wigs. Ah, okay. Is that those the are name? Fulani braids. Those ah, are Fulani braids. Okay, the okay. Fulani tribe. Like, for all the folks who are like, how is this appropriation? They just look like Egyptians. Those are people who clearly don't know the history of like braids, African cultures, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, let's not even get into the whole Egyptian thing. Because mm-hmm. that, that's a whole nother show. That's a whole show. different thing. Yeah. Like, getting into the Egyptian thing. Yeah, just touching on Elizabeth Taylor playing, what was it? Um, Cleopatra. Yes, Cleopatra. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, but child. Um, yeah, it's the appropriation is real. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we want to talk about before we jump straight into that? Because that's going that's going to take, that's going to take up the show. No, no, no. We can talk <laughs> about that. First of all, um, the the message that I got was from Diet Prada. Because mm-hmm. you know Diet Prada. Yeah, they catch everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just try to pull this up on my gram. Hold up. I thought I, I left it open. I and you sent it, it to me. You sent it to me. Yeah, I sent it to yeah, you. Yeah, so you could probably go through the text. No, but I there was a child. I spent an hour going through them damn comments. Um, oh, I, my. You know, oh. I, I fall down a I try not to yeah, go No, the the, honestly, though. No, the comments uh, i mean they'll they'll push you off they'll make you upset but there's a lot of stuff you will find out in the comments mm-hmm. um let me just see if i can pull this up diet prada so i want to also read what diet prada uh, diet prada said when did they post this they posted this just a few hours ago so they posted this this morning mm-hmm. the show was uh yesterday if i'm not mistaken so it's like Back in 2018, Comte de Garçon cast their first black models in over 20 years wow. for their fall winter 18 show. Following critical comments from Neetsons who noticed that had uh, they hadn't. Is that the word? Oh, netizens. I was like, what the fuck is it? Yeah, Neetzen? I was like, I don't know. What that I, I, I'm not reading like a normal person. Netizens. That makes more sense. Who noticed they hadn't featured a black model since 1994. Last night. Oh, yeah. So the show was last night. The avant-garde Japanese label seemed to have taken a step back with their men's show, this time putting white models in cornrow wigs. Some black models also sported the wigs. Some wore their own hair. Vogue Runway called them odd, which is a curious statement in itself, considering the stigma and discrimination of natural hair and hairstyles that embrace cultural identity, braids, bantu knots, twists, and locks. It was only in 2015 that Fashion Police host Juliana Rancic said that Zendaya's dreadlocks at the Oscars made her look like she smells like patchouli oil or weed. Suffice it to say, Comme de Garçon's decision to appropriate the braided hairstyles for white models is indeed problematic. On the positive side, more states are legislating to ban race-based hair discrimination following New York and California's decision in 2019. Uh, And also New Jersey. Mm -hmm. They left that out. Dieters, what do you think about the wigs at Comme de Garçon? They look on the the look on the models' faces says it all, don't you think? Because they <laughs> and was, the models look very the models like look so like destroy angry. You know my first thought too though. <sighs> it's like I get it, like your model, you show up to do your job, but at some point, where does the model say, "Oh nah, I'm not walking this in mm-hmm. this"? Like nah. I I know I'm contracted for the show, but this is wild. Like, that shit is crazy. I don't want any parts of this. I'm not walking. Mm -hmm. I I think it's up to the model, obviously, to decide when that is. But I think it's hard. Because I'm thinking, like, 
it's so complicated because then different people do different people probably don't know the history of it and know what's behind it and then right. they aren't sure and then when you're young, a lot of these models are very young right. it's just, it, but i, I think it's an explanation with the black models too that they're just like they look around the room and they're like uh, I got a weird feeling, y'all. Yeah. Like, then, then no one, does no one in the room just look around and go, I don't think, I don't know how this is going to go over. Like, I, and just say, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm not walking down that runway. Yeah. Like, I, mm-mm. And I think that, this I think sometimes cool. that happens and maybe more people need to stand up. I think it's, it's not uh, an excuse, but I think the explanation is all those things, them being young and maybe not knowing, them being young and starting off in the industry and being scared to speak up because there's so much riding on this. Like, this is my career. And at some point, a lot of people do things that they don't want to do. And I think that's you do things you don't want to do because you know that this is going to get me to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing within the agency. Maybe they feel like, okay, well, I can do this. But if someone's sexually harassing me, I'm not going to do this. Or if, and if a job is requesting that or an agency is saying that I need to lose my weight, then that's where I draw the line. Maybe those things like appropriation doesn't, um, isn't where they draw the line. And then I think it's just ignorance sometimes of people not knowing. I think it's so many different things. So I think it depend. I think it it has to depend on the model. I think the majority of those people probably just are not aware. Of course not, and I don't expect the the young white male models to be aware. Even the black ones. But I'm just yeah. But my thing is, does no one just get that gut feeling where it's like you might not be aware of why this is giving you the feeling mm-hmm. of something not right here. But you just gotta trust your gut and go. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to be a part of this. Like this is looking like this is about to be a circus, <laughs> and we're all gonna get elephant shit thrown at us. Well, because then too, at the end, those models are not gonna be. They're not gonna be at fault for it. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna look at the brand. No, of course not. They're not gonna be at fault yeah. for it. But just as 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 someone in this industry, and I get it. It's hard, right? And then you don't want to get blacklisted and all this other shit. But. To just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a model in this industry, but I'm also a person in yeah. the world. I'm not gonna just lay down and take this. I'm not gonna just let this thing happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying at all that the models are at fault. I'm just no, saying no, I, know. I would love to hear a story of a model saying, "Uh, this, this is in bad taste, mm-hmm. and I am not doing this." Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm walking away. You can call my agency. You can say you never gonna hire me for any work ever again but i'm just, i'm letting y'all know something's wrong here and i would love for it to be on the record <laughs> that i told y'all not to do this shit and you know what <laughs> i told y'all no <laughs> and, and i think that there probably definitely there had there have been those models there have been models we probably don't hear about them because then that was the end of the career or maybe they mm. didn't bring it up or what for whatever reason but i'm like there had to have been there has to have been models who have sort of stepped away from those things. Well, in those the, the world of, in the day of social media, we can hear about those things. I, People I, take to their Instagram and they start going in. Yeah. Like, we hear about everything from everybody. People mm-hmm. who you would never come into contact with. So-and-so in Texas who got, you know, um, followed around a Sephora mm-hmm. and then this and the third. They make their way into the zeitgeist because they post it on social media. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I, it's like for something that's big. I don't know. And then with, with things like this, I think it's it's difficult because... People come from different places, and 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 some. This is a Paris fashion show, and you think of, you know, the issue of race and the, you know, the conversations around race are different in other countries and other nations, and you know, you have black or white models from from Paris or from Europe or from you know other countries. The conversations are different, and I think than they are in America, and and maybe it's not as. I'll just say that I think they're just different. Yeah, and I, I was going to say US, they're different, but there's still lots of racism no, no. in all those places. It's, yeah, Paris. All yeah, we know that. Uh, definitely, it happens. I just I, I I'm trying to find examples. I think all of my examples. I don't know. I can't pinpoint what is the exact reason why, but I think it's all complicated, and I think all the things I said play a part in why we don't hear about these models walking away, or why we feel, or why there aren't more, or why the models aren't saying, "Nope, I'm going to step away." You know, maybe there were models who were like, no, nah, I'm not going to be a part of this before. And then we don't hear about them. And then it's just these, <laughs> you know, maybe they approached 20 black models for the show and 15 and they were like, nah. And five of them were like, we're going to do it. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, you're not going to know until you get there yeah. what the, the, the makeup and hair is going to be. It's like when you walk the, they just, they, you come in, 
they have you walk. They choose you or they don't choose you. Yeah, I'm saying, no one's like, running it by the models. Like, no, hey, no, no, I know that. Gonna, they tell you like the night before or whatever. No, no, no I know when you that. You get your call sheet. They basically will tell you how you need to come in. No, I know that. I'm saying like they could have casted you know other black models before, other white models before, and then they had to scramble to get through some replacements. Oh. You know because they were like, no, we're not gonna were do like, this. Uh-uh. They showed up and was like, no, no parts of this. It, it, is it? And then I don't know. I just I think. It, I, I think that there has been because you taught so many models like when I mean, they had all of those um, um, photographers who were found out that they were sort of sexually assaulting and um, a lot of the a lot of the models and then a lot of models were very vocal about what happened to them and they were and I'm pretty sure there were thousands more who didn't come out and say because they were embarrassed or for whatever reason they felt like this is just I don't want to speak on this again and I think as far as like racial issues that happens and I think in the fashion industry it happens so often sometimes uh, people are desensitized yeah. from it above it and with sexual harassment as well so I think that there are some people who haven't been heard uh, on that front on the on the racial side of things they 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 just haven't been heard or they haven't been willing to come out and speak on it well the um, hairstylist who did the looks, Julian Deese. So I found it interesting. I was looking on his page. The first post he put up was of a black model. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> all the like the comments were like all praise. Mm-hmm. They're like, superb, blah, blah, blah. He says, beautiful, Julie, perfection, at Comte de Garçon, time of color, oh, kaleidoscope, my inspiration for Rhea Egyptian boys. And everyone's like, it's brilliant, it's beautiful, it's amazing. And then the next photo he put up was a white model mm-hmm. with, um, you know, a similar wig in yeah, blonde. And then there's even more, it's double the amount of comments. And people are like, your work is so racist, this is ridiculous. Oh, gosh. Like, then people are like, how dare you all applaud blatant racism? So wrong, this is cultural appropriation and racist as hell. Like, just awful on so many levels. This is not visionary, nor talented, nor magic, nor brilliant. It's literally just ignorant, unoriginal, and clownery at its finest, and a huge reach for shock value. Just no, like, was is this like, hairstyle is black? What a joke. Um, no, 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 no. Oh. This is a white man. Um, no, this is a white man. And then today, that was yesterday. And then today, actually, like in, less than an hour ago, he wrote, "Dear all, my Egyptian for the Comte de Garcon." Oh, my inspiration for the Comte de Garçon show was Egyptian Prince, a look I found truly beautiful and inspirational, a look that was an homage. Never was it my intention to hurt or offend anyone ever. If I did, I deeply apologize. I love the if I did, where it's like, you, did. you know you did because everyone's dragging you. Yeah. Like, I- Diet Prada has like 12,000 comments and like half of them are dragging your ass. Like, Do you... Uh- because it because and 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 I think they did it. Listen, there's no the perfect to me the way to do it. And maybe you'll you'll put in you know you'll tell me how you feel. It's like okay, you're already working for you're a white person who's doing this, who's taking for this, a Japanese brand. Yeah, for a Japanese brand who already okay. has a reputation of not being very inclusive. Uh, for people of color, particularly mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. So then, right. So then, right. that's that's that the first thing. That's the first thing because that's the major thing. It's like they've already had this issue. So then, when you do do this, which you're saying is homage, and I feel like that could very well be true. That could be you could you could see this. You could think that it's beautiful. But the problem was you're doing it for this company who doesn't have who didn't have black models before, and then now all those models. Most of them are not black, are people of color. So that's the problem. Now you're doing this thing that is from this, from Africa, from Egypt, and you're putting it on the majority of these people who are wearing it are white. That's the problem. If they would have had everyone be black and doing it, maybe that would have been a little bit different. No, but I think it would have been completely different. I think no one would have been offended I think to it put been... black models in black hairstyles. I think the reason why I say a little bit different, because sometimes you, you're happy to see it, but then you think, what the fuck they going to do next year? Oh, well, Is this for a sure. Well, you're that, happy the, to the see issue would have been, oh, you're only going to use all black models because you want to pull from black culture. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because where are all these models going to be next year yeah. with the show? You're, you, then you'll have the one black model you go back to the non-inclusive shit you've yeah. been doing for and, and, sure and, and, but but my thing is to at, at this in this culture and in this i think this 
the only way to do it. There's no, to me, the, to make people feel a little bit easier about it, you have to, if you have that reputation of not being inclusive before, mm-hmm. then you should have had all black models. What was been the problem with that? You can't have, it can't be like you have 50 models and only like five or seven of them are black. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's like, yeah, I can believe you that it was an homage, but y'all, your execution was just poor. And maybe he didn't have a hand in how many, who was casting, but he knew up until a certain point because he had to make them goddamn blonde wigs. Right, he had them wigs. So right. it's just like, you had to make, you didn't put the blonde wigs on the black people. So it's like, you you knew what was going on. And that was when someone should have should have said, you know what, we need to do a little bit better. We need the to do thing bit- is, it would have been appropriation uh, no matter what. Yes. With this, with this sort of execution. But he could have at least been smart enough to not have the white models wear the braids. Exactly. There's so many other ways that he could have nodded to Egyptian culture mm-hmm. without these braids that, what the, where, where did he get this from? Yeah. Like, what, what, like, braid history book did he find these Fulani braids to be part of Egyptian culture? I'm just, I'm astounded. Hold on, so well, the Fulani braids, the, and also I think to me when I first saw it, it also looks bad. It's like well, that's that, the first thing when they say bogus. Like, like it just looks a lot bad. Of people like first of all, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's not cute. It looks bad, and that's the thing. It's like if you're gonna at least not even at least it just no. I will say at least have it look fantastic. Have it like the braids look spectacular, and then also shitty. too like. And then someone made this point, which I'm glad. Couldn't you also just cast the Egyptian models, mm-hmm. then? like, if you really wanted? To, like, That's also a good like, point. Like, I'm sure there's some Egyptian models or Egyptian people. Yes. That you'd be like, well, you're a model today because this is a homage to your culture. Exactly. That's a good <laughs> like, point. That's a good point. The way to do is not just having. <laughs> Also, like you said, it would have been pro because black people from everywhere. So it's like you had a whole bunch of Nigerians or, you know, people from Mali walking. It's just like, well, they aren't Egyptian. You know, it's it's, it's on the same continent. You know, it's on the same landmass. But yeah, to have Egyptian models and to really, do, you know, do it that way, that would have been a much more authentic. Yeah, they, it, it just boggled. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think. But see, think. but this is why, because then you got comments. I thought the hair was so regal and royal looking. Interpreted in Kawakubo's sign aesthetic. No need, no need to apologize. Only celebrate. Go fuck yourself. Like, I'm sorry. No. Mm-mm. I'm not here for the garbage. So tell me again, because you said that these braids are not even Egyptian. The braids, are, is that what you're saying? Yes. Like, have you ever seen that cover of Jet Magazine with, um... What's, what's her name? Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson. Mm-hmm. And she... It's it's a very iconic image. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing these Fulani braids. Um, Who does... The, some designer literally just nodded to this, like, last season. Um, If you just Google Fulani braids, mm-hmm. you can find it. You can see it. And- like... It's, it's, it's... And um, so the, the Fulani braids did not look like what he did on the runway, is what you're saying? No, yes, they do. That's what i But the Fulani braids are from where? West Africa. Oh. Hold up, let me see Fulani tribe. Let's find this history. All right, so we looking that Nigeria. shit up. Nigeria. Because then he West got Africa. it wrong. So he was in, paying an homage to the... Where did he get his information? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to understand. It's like, so you saw like these pop culture images of like Egyptians, right? With the um, what do you call the the the, the like thing? the sphinx, like the little cramp? Like I know what you're, you know what like I'm talking I know about. what you're I'm talking gonna, about. Yes, I don't oh, know the fuck. name of it. I'm sorry, look, I don't know why I can't speak today. Um, right, like he watched like Prince of Egypt mm-hmm. from Disney, you know, and then he, you know what I mean? He watched Cleopatra, like, right? With, and it was like um, this pop culture yes. reference to what, like, to how Egyptians wore their hair, mm-hmm. and I'm like, bruh, that's not at all. Like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 Fulani braids. Are from West Africa, from the Fulani tribe mm-hmm. of Nigeria, um, and and some parts of Central Africa and Sudan. But like, bro, I just I, I'm sorry, I'm anyone... just, my mind is still just like boggled by the fact that people come in with the comments, they run in with the comments before they look up anything, mm-hmm. before they read anything, before they look for any kind of history or what have you, and I'm just like. Stop for like two seconds. Just take a beat. Take a beat. Take a pause or what have you. And do did, a little digging before you start going in. Did anyone in the comments correct him? 
as to where the the braids were really from. They they were um, West African. Did anyone say that? Uh, not not from what I've seen. I mean, Diet Prada's got. Let me see, because I was looking, reading through all their comments. There's over two thousand comments in there. Um, but I was trying to flag this one comment that I just I loved it so much because the comments, you know, there are a lot of inflammatory ones. And for two seconds, I'm about to go in on someone, and mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, no, we ain't got the time for this, <laughs> um, really, because I don't care about what these people on Instagram think. Yeah. But this one guy made a comment that I just I had to comment on it, and I was like. You know, I liked the comment and I applauded and I was like, I've been reading through these comments for an hour mm-hmm. and yours just, just did it. Like it, you just, it said it. It was something to the extent of like, you know, appropriation, like people appropriate black culture because for them, you know, it's fun and it's trendy to take on black culture when they don't have to ever live in it. Like mm-hmm. it was something to that degree. Like basically his point was just like, it's fun to like, have elements of black culture to pick and choose it here and there for like a couple of hours today or like this week. Um, but everybody knows deep down inside, they don't actually want to be black. Mm-hmm. They know what it entails. They know what it comes with. They know what, what having Afro textured hair comes with Mm -hmm. and they don't want it they want it for a moment because they want to wear that style because it looks cool yeah Yeah, it looks really great today and you get to do that or get your hair braided in the bahamas on vacation or some shit but then you come back you take those braids out immediately because you have to go back to work and they know what it entails to have hair that has been historically considered bad hair that has been that hair that we've been told when we've worn it as a part of our culture, that it looks unprofessional mm-hmm. and unkempt. And people make comments like, oh, we look like we smell. Mm-hmm. Or we smell like we smoke weed all day and patchouli and stupid shit like that. So it's fun to to, to, to dip your toe in it every now and then. Yeah. But you know deep down inside, it's because you would never want to live in it. You don't want to live in that existence. So that's why it's a problem. When you come in and you decide you want to take little bits and pieces of someone's culture, which historically you and your people, and, and you can say not you personally, but you're a part of it. Your people have told those people that thing is disgusting. Mm-hmm. and But today it's cool for you. It serves a purpose for what you need. So it's going to be cool today. And today you're going to rock it. It's, no, you can't well, have it both ways. And that's like so well said because it speaks to what we were talking about last week with Rachel Dolan's all and how you would just like, listen, I have no, it was just like, if she, I had no problem with her wanting to be a black person or living her life as a black person because she's also getting all the shit that black people get. It was like, when it becomes an issue is when she can like, you know, one day live her life as, you know, Rachel. And then the other day you said like the next day she's Becky or she takes it off and she's going somewhere and she's like, I'm Becky now because this is, you know, it's just switching. And there was right. this. There but was that this- also, I just want to be very clear that my issue with Rachel Dolezal, I I found, you know, my issue wasn't the same issue a lot of other people yes. had because I under I, I I get why people were upset and then for me it was realizing that you can't just skip this whole part of being a black girl like mm-hmm. that whole existence yeah where we're perpetually told that we are nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> from the time we come out the womb and what Rachel Dole is all I understand is you skip that part. Mm-hmm. You aren't authentically a black woman because there are things that come along with being a black woman. And there's a reason why we carry ourselves the way that we do. And we have the sorts of perspectives that we have. And it's because we've been shaped up a certain way in the world so far. And what you did was you just crashed in around 30 something Mm -hmm. and then just decided you're going to take on this identity. You don't have any of the damage and the spite and the whatever, you didn't have any th- any of that shit just stuffed in you over and over and over again. So you do now you want to live as a as a black woman in this exist in this privilege <clears throat> of not having had all these horrible things happen to you as a black girl. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Yeah, uh-huh. that is a huge issue that people have with it, and I get that, and I agree with that. Um. They- yes, and this and, and it's the same with this, right? It's it's the same where it's just like you want to take it on for a day and it's like, but you don't even understand the significance of these things. Mm-hmm. Like you have never 
had like you you've never lived in an existence where someone continuously told you that this thing about yourself was disgusting mm-hmm. disgusting that you didn't get a job because of it because of it you couldn't get into certain schools because of it or you got kicked out of school because of it just crazy shit like that and now somebody comes and they go well you know what today i think it's cool so mm-hmm. boom hey world this is cool now. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, what you said speaks to, there was this um, this woman, she's a white woman, and um, she's like a, a psychologist, a sociologist, and I forget her name, and I, I save her, um, I don't think she has an Instagram because she's uh, old, but <laughs> she does talks to other white people. And one mm-hmm. of the things that she questioned, like she was sitting in a, in a, in a conference room, I guess with a large sort of space with all these white people, and she's like, we need, as white people, we need to pretend, we don't want to see racism. We pretend. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's like, now listen, she was like, we all know, what did she say? It was like a question and answer. She's like, we all know how black people are treated or people of color, black people are treated in this country. And she was like, now raise your hand. I think even before that, she said, she was like, raise your hand if you would want to be black. And then no one raised her hand. Exactly. She was like, see? And she's like, the, no, she's like, all these people, you didn't raise your hand. She was like, you very well are aware of how black people are treated exactly. in this country and what they go through. So right. She's like, and that means that you don't want, she was like, so you need to stop saying that you don't see color, basically. Right. And you don't understand. She's like, the fact that you did not raise your hand because you are very well aware of what's going on. And I forget her name. And I, to me, I sent it to like Josh. I sent it to like... <laughs> All these people, like, all the white yeah, people all these, in your life. And I'm like, that's so true because there are moments where <laughs> it, it, and then people don't realize. And it's just like, you know what the fuck is going on. And that's a good way. I always say when you, to get people sometimes to see where you're coming from, sometimes it's not good to tell them. Ask them questions. Like, well, what do you think about this? Why do you feel that way? Where did that come from? So is this how you feel? And then they start answering shit. And you go, well, no, you see what you just said there? Because you heard the question I asked you. And then how did you answer that? And things are coming. But that's, it was so great that she sort of encapsulated that in this sort of question, Q&A with these people. And it was like three questions. And the white people were like, oh. Their minds were blown. Yeah. And right. it's like, it's very But it's simple. so true. And it's the same. And that's why I'm saying this is no different. So I don't. It boggles my mind where people still come to the person's um, <clears throat> where they, they they come to defend them because I'm just like, well, hold up, like, th- yes, this is appropriation is rooted in racism. Yeah. So this is a racism issue. Mm-hmm. Like those two things are not separated. And people are like, well, it's appreciation or an homage. And like I'm just like don't even bother trying to debate or have any kind of conversation with the idiot people that say when did we get so PC? Why are we offended by everything? And it's like we are not offended by everything. Yeah, you don't seem to be offended by anything. I love that someone responded to one of those comments and the goes, "We're not. We're offended by this." <laughs> I was like, right, yeah. exactly. We're not talking about everything. We're yeah. talking about this, and and, and, and this it- is an issue. And then someone was like. The fact that you're saying that means you're part of the problem. Like, yeah, that's an easy one, though. We already know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> And also to say that these things are not new. It's just like, it's just that to me is always when people go, you know, they keep talking about these. And we talked about this ad nauseum. But people say like, oh, why are you guys upset? And it's just like. Have, have you seen things? Like, what have you... Right, what, we're like, we're are we, still we're upset. Still. Because it, you're still doing You're still doing it. the same thing. So it didn't go away. It's yeah. not a new thing. And, and, it's an old thing. You just keep bringing it back. And, 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 and <laughs> like, you know, I always... It, I always think about all these television shows that we've had, like, black people. Like, mainly, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Or, I don't know if the Cosby Show did it. But, like, Family Matters. And they, these all... You know, we have Instagram now and social media. So all, <laughs> all of these clips resurface mm-hmm. and even like good times and it's just like you see how racism was very much alive like they put little things they say little things and the family matters had a show about i think it was eddie talking about racism um with the episode of fresh prince when carlton and will well, got, locked got, got locked up yeah. it's just like all and these were For big shows yeah and it's just like and it's like and it's 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 insane to are you hear interviews about people it, who was it Eddie Murphy they had a clip of him when he was on the Oscars and they asked him to present an award and I think this is in the nineties or early nineties or late eighties and he told his agent I'm not going I'm not he's just like I'm not going to the Oscars I'm not presenting this award and he was he was making he was joking he's like my agent he was a white guy he's like Eddie you have to go or whatever and he's like I he's like because the Oscars don't give 
awards to black people. He's like, he's like, they've only given awards to Hattie McDowell and maybe Sidney Pratt and someone else. And he was like, I guess we're not due to another like 20 years or so. What is that? 2004? He was right. <laughs> and like, someone was like, he was right. In the comments, they was like, Holly Berry won in 2002. <laughs> it was like, and someone won. And Eddie, you nailed that. And all these things that, and it's just, we can talk about it, but it's just like oh. the same things that we're singing nowadays, these white people have heard about it. It's like you, there are white people who watch the shows that we've watched and are seeing things or even read them. And just like, it's the same old, the same old thing. too is that this guy, Julian Deese, is not a young guy. And not that it's Ray Kawakuba. No, I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. No. But but I'm like, but you are not, you, you guys are not young folks. Mm-hmm. Y'all have been in the world for a little bit. And mm-hmm. Y'all have seen the things that have been happening in the world. So you know that, oh, we're going to do this thing. Let's research the fucking shit out of it. Mm-hmm. So we do it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to pay homage to some culture. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure. Mm-hmm. We do this really right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to be on diet product and we don't want to get dragged off the exactly. runway. Exactly. Um, I just don't understand that. If your true intention is to do that, then you would do it right. But that, I mean, a lot of people were commenting. They're like, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. They're like, he was going for shock value. They're like, no, people. And a lot of people were angry at that. They're like, there's this constant thing. Um, black appropriation marketing. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the term. Um, where brands will do this. They purposely will do this, knowing they'll get dragged, but also figuring that the publicity and just talking about it is um, is, is, worth is, it. Is, is worth it yeah, in the sense the that now more people will know about the brand and people will be looking it up. Um, and then they apologize and then they move on. I believe that. Oh, absolutely. I it just that. It can't be that this many people... Are, are this ridiculously ignorant. Like, none of these people are ignorant. Everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, so yeah. it has to be. And I don't know who's behind the scene whispering in their air to go forward with this nonsense. But, like, I just... It just sucks because I'm like, I don't know what the answer is. But it's just to the point where it's like, okay, people doing it and then getting dragged and then apologizing, it's just not enough. Mm-mm. Like, there needs to be some sort of bigger uh, uh, consequences for this behavior because that's the only way it's going to change. Yeah, It's not changing because nothing happens. Yeah, There's, There are no consequences. And obviously, if they feel like black people are not their average consumer, then they really could give two fucks mm-hmm. because they feel like it's not going to in any way affect their... Um, why can I speak their to sales. that? Their sales. Yeah. Mainly their sales or their image. Yeah, their Mainly bottom their line. I was like, there's, there's a term for that. Their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, this shit got to be all kinds of messed up. That's Not nice. really, though. I'll be honest. When I first saw the picture, I was like, oh, this made me laugh. Millie Vanilli so much. Because it looks so ridiculous. I'm like, um, is this an homage to Millie Vanilli? Like, and I don't understand thinking, what's happening. And it looks so bad. And you think they're just going to be dragged just because of the aesthetics of it. It's like, well, you didn't have a good runway show because you put these people on these horrible wigs. Yeah, there was, there was, it was twofold. Yeah, it was just like, it's oh, it's just bad. It's just bad. It's bad on every level. Like, but, I mean, <laughs> switch, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and bring up this um bring up which is something which is totally dis- different which you've already watched that Netflix documentary on um uh, on sort of gene editing and what they call CRISPR because you've been you've seen it but you said you hadn't seen it in a long time oh yeah I watched it a while ago so you're gonna have to bring me up to speed on the details again well you know because I'm not a scientist but uh, uh, yeah watch the episode did well, you no, no, not? I watched the episode I watched the episode and it was um what, what 20 minutes say? and I was reading about it and then they've been doing gene, sort of gene editing in the sense of like they have this the way bacteria works and the way your cells work is that you know once they are sort of an invasive um, like you get a cold or something or a virus your genes can then duplicate they 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 um, make antibodies mm-hmm. by so that they can protect them against that virus again. And then the way they do it sort of is that they splice off the gene, they cut off the gene, and then it duplicates it. So if that gene comes again, and they sort of have it in their head, uh, not in their head, unlike their gene, their <laughs> their cells, they have it so that once that gene comes again, they can then destroy it. Right. So they've they've sort of isolated that sort of uh, ability in in cells, and they call them CRISPRs, and they're able to sort of use that and use that in mice to sort of um, isolate 
um, different things about mice. They can grow mice outside of their bodies, outside of the womb. They can use it to sort of isolate bad genes in people with mainly with like sickle cell anemia, Mm -hmm. with HIV, you know, making people more resistant to that and all of these things. So what it's causing is this sort of, and even like in food, they can um, just start to then to develop crops so that the crops are less, are more resistant to the cold or, um, you know, maybe they're taking in more sunlight. You know, they can sort of isolate different genes. And the issue is that outside of like, you know, animals and stuff, it's starting to become a big thing with people. Well, but, yeah, once they start bringing in human subjects. Yes. Now it's like we're making like a perfect person a perfect, and a per- creating what we like to literally like excuse me, bespoke humans. Yeah, bespoke humans. Like, and we're designing We're designing people. humans. And they can do things now as, like, like, their hair color. And, like, you know, even, with, you know, a lot of this work is becoming around um, sort of, like I said, people with illnesses so that they can um, pull out sickle well, cell anemia. that's what it's meant for. That's what it's meant for. But we already know how that Oh, goes. yeah. But even with children, like, you know, they can sort of pick out eye color or, like, you know, certain diseases right. like autism and things. They can sort of pinpoint those. And it still has a long way to go, but people are now thinking, okay... Eventually, you know, it, it's an issue of sort of can they sort of rid you, making you more intelligent, making like uh, kids more intelligent, kids faster. And they can't do that yet. But of course, that's the way it's going to go. <laughs> and then not even that this is it's twofold and that you're creating the human race. And like if they if they do something with you, if I'm sick and they introduce they sort of use these this sort of genetic modifying on me, it stops with me. I can't pass that off onto my offspring. Mm-hmm. But if they start messing with babies and that they're creating, you know, children like, you know, bespoke children, then that's gonna sort of ripple effect into human ever like all the other like their descendants. And that's gonna change the way that we are as humans. And it may have some negative effects and some positive effects. And then of course they, they talked about all these really interesting things about who's gonna have access to this, the wealthy. And they create this whole thing of like eugenics, Wealthy where we have, or even like they were talking about, they <laughs> uh, hearkened it back to like um, the Nazis and all right. these things. It's just like, well, because who? What's a perfect race? What does that look like? Who are the people who have the access to well, wealth, and what do they want their to kids the to look like? Yeah, <laughs> but one also one very very interesting part of it was they um, talked about um, Down syndrome and dwarfism, and they had these um, these children, these kids, are peep grown ups, I guess, who were speaking um, in front of I don't know if was it Congress, and they were talking that about. I do remember that was really interesting because they, they were said, saying, "Don't get rid of yeah, it. don't get rid of it," because they, then they were, were like, t- "I'm perfect, yeah, I'm fine, I'm, I'm fine." And and you think about they were like people even now are not on the same page about which sort of quote unquote disabilities they should get rid of. They right, like it's definitely that is the issue. Yeah. It's it's a subjectivity about what is considered a disability or unsavory mm-hmm. trait. And they were like the people who were deafness. They were like people with deafness who are deaf. Yeah, uh, people who are deaf are like, no, don't do this. People who have Down syndrome are like, no. This woman who's like thirty nine years old, her parents had dwarfism. She has dwarfism, and then she's she has children who have dwarfism. And she was just like, listen, I have a disability, but I don't feel like. She was like, what is the space basically going to be for me? She was like, I understand that I'm pro-choice, I'm pro-life, and I can understand that if a woman was having a baby, they would want to terminate their pregnancy if they found out their child had dwarfism. But how is that going to be? Basically, like, she's not wanted in society. And these these groups of people with, you know, Down syndrome and dwarfism in particular, like, are we going to not have a space in this world because of this gene they modification? They definitely won't because the world is essentially telling them they are an undesirable breed of people. And that is exactly what it's saying. And, and <laughs> At I, least from I I think. I, you know, the, when I was watching it, I didn't expect that because I guess I didn't think about it. And I felt like, and maybe this is because because there is and I have to learn and educate more when I first heard about it I'm like I thought why would you want your child to have any sort of disabilities why would you want your child to have any sort of um, mental setbacks any sort of things that can affect you mentally I don't think anybody does but I think that and I don't have children so I can only speak from you know my siblings and the parents I know that you know you come to some point in your child's development where you realize that they might have you know autism or down syndrome or something and you go okay well we'll deal with it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then it just becomes a part of your life and it doesn't always have to be some big elephant in the room as if 
there's something wrong there. Yeah. And then and I like I know when my sister was pregnant, she had to do an amnio, which is like highly unfavorable. Mm-hmm. It's so dangerous. They say it's so painful. But they were just like, you know, giving your family's history, we think and and they I guess the doctors were saying we think something, you know, with the chromosomes is a little off. We need to check because they thought Manu would have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And they didn't and she didn't, but Basically, the whole point of doing it is so that the mother can make the, the choice to say she's going to take exactly. the baby. Uh, it's a lot of responsibility. Or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were just asking my sister, we're like, what are you going to do if it comes back? And they're like, yeah, the baby's going to have Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to have my baby. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even a question. Mm-hmm. We're like, so what's the point of even doing the MDO? What's the point? Just I wouldn't even bother. I guess to be prepared. And, and and that is but, that is that person's choice because like, my brother is is mentally and physically handicapped and I I love him and we growing up we weren't around too much but we go to like events and things where there would be lots of other kids who were you know who had mental and physical disabilities and I didn't think and I still don't and maybe I need to sit on it and I'm not also not a parent I don't if I wouldn't want to have I wouldn't like if I was to have a child you know with someone or whatever. I wouldn't want my child to be disabled, to be physically or mentally. And if I felt like that there could be a gene that could that could erase that, then I would be totally accepting of that for me. Just because I've seen the difficult, it doesn't mean, it, and I don't feel like my brother has had an enriched life because of his disabilities. That's why it's just like, well, no. It's just, it's just a different life. Think about it di- as being black versus being white, right? How a white pers- person wouldn't want to be black. Because they understand the difficulty that comes along with that in living life. But as black people, we come out black and we be like, well, all right now. like, And we understand the difficulties and we deal with them all the fucking time. Well, I t- and we don't like them, but we don't ever want to be any less black. Uh, most people. We, I still, you know what I mean? Yeah, I no, still love being I black. Still I still love being love black. who I am. That doesn't change. That's the same for being a woman. It's like, there are days when I'm like, yeah, I wonder what it is like to be a man. But... I don't want to be a man. Like, I never want to be I a think, man. I think what it is for me, why, why I think it's different is because my brother, just speaking of my brother, my brother will only have the, the mind of an eight-year-old. That was, mm-hmm. that was going to be his intelligence. And, and so it's a different life in the sense of, and, and like he's had, well, he can't walk anymore and he's had different issues, lots and lots of health issues. He's still going through all of these things. And my brother has, I remember, even said to me, that he wishes he could do the things that we could. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I wish I could walk like you guys and I wish you could do that. And and, and, and and so many things that he can't experience because it's like, I'm black, but and yes, there's like, you know, glass ceilings or there's limitations on that. But then there are places where I could succeed. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, it's going to be harder, but I could do those things that I want to. Right. Whereas for my brother and people like him, there are things that he's just not going to be able to do at all because of how he is. And it's just like, well, of course, you can find happiness in other places, but my brother's not going to be able to live on his own. My brother can't walk. My brother, it's just a life of sort of pain and struggle for him to a certain extent. And it's not like that for everyone, but it's just like, well, your life just looks differently. And to me, I guess I'm looking at it as maybe I'm wrong for thinking that I wouldn't want that to, I wouldn't want that for anyone else that I know. And I wouldn't want that for my brother. If someone said we can change him, like if someone said, came to me and said, we can give your, we can make your brother different. We can make him uh, take all of his disabilities away. I will go, yes, please. Yes, please allow him. I want to see him enjoy and live life to the fullest. And why, why I say that is to just to do the normal things that we're able to do. He wants to experience. He wants to grow. He wants to love. He wants to live. He wants to become president and a leader in this or whatever. He can't do those things. He can't I dream. Get that, but I do think that sometimes it's like we we simplify the unknown to a large extent. Mm-hmm. Like we take all the other factors out mm-hmm. when we want to think of something as a better choice or ideal. Mm-hmm. Because let's say your brother was able to walk and do all these other things. And then your brother was a drug dealer and he killed people. Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Not to like put that on it, but then it's just like we think about things in a vacuum in that way when we want to idealize. But it's like, but then you're ignoring the fact that like, but then life would have happened for him very differently. That's true. Like maybe your brother would have been depressed and not living life to the fullest because he can't get past a certain point in his mind where he's stuck in just having anxiety or just not being able to be happy and he's actually living a happier life maybe not being able to walk in and have certain other abilities as people but it hasn't stunted him 
in a way that he's more carefree or whatever. Not like none of this is true, right? Yeah. We're all thinking hypotheticals, but like I'm saying, it's just we we're thinking from the perspective of people who have the ability to walk and do a lot of other things. So it it's always going to be difficult for us to get in the mindset of somebody who is differently abled. I, I think for me, and I understand what you're saying, because it's like it is a hypothetical. I still don't. I think to me, it's the it's the setback when it becomes the like mental like he has mental and physical yeah it's like well okay well yeah maybe you could say someone they want to walk like i've met people who are in wheelchairs and they're fine mentally it's just like they're in a wheelchair and it's just like okay that's you know you can still live your life and life is sometimes more difficult because the world we live in is not so it doesn't cater to that as much i think for me i like that my brother with the fact that it's a mental sort of issue is that he doesn't have the freedom to make certain choices for himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's where it comes in. It's just like, yeah, he could be a drug dealer or he could also not be. And I think it's just like, you know, for, to make myself feel better, then I think sometimes to make people feel better, they think, oh, well, he could, maybe this happened. It's all like, it happens for a reason, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no, I don't think that. I think sometimes it just happens because they just happen and things, life's just shitty. And, um, I, I think I would hope I think all human beings should have the choice to choose to a certain extent what they can and cannot do. And I think that it's sad that some people don't get to do that. Some people don't get to live their lives making choices about what they want to do. That's what that's when I think is the drawback. And it, it's even more so when it's just like you just don't even have that capacity capacity mentally to do those things. I think that's when it's sad. And that's what that's what I wouldn't want on any to wish on anyone, you know? I guess I think we just feel differently about it. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I no, just, no, no. I think, I think very well. No, differently I, well, about I want to explore it more. I want to understand it more because it's always good. To, I, I don't, I don't feel bad that you feel differently. It's just like I'm always trying to understand. Well, how do you feel about that? You know? Yeah, but I think just sometimes we see people's situation and it's so different from ours, and we feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's not even feel bad for them. Like there's not like they don't even be pitied. Um, cause we think that what we have is so much better, but it isn't always. And I get what you're saying. We talking abilities, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Sometimes I see people do some, some amazing things and I'm just like, I'm in awe. And I think to myself, like, I don't know if I would be that way if, you know, I didn't have arms or something. And it's like, but I probably would, mm-hmm. right? Like that would have been my situation and I would have known that situation all my life and I would have adjusted and knowing the way I am yeah I'd have been like I'm gonna be the first woman without arms to do this like you know what I mean so yeah, I don't know I guess I'm I guess physical like, impairments like I said physical impairments are different from right. mental so physical impairments I think are one impairments because they I mean they have the special Olympics and these people are doing crazy things and you think what the hell you know just meant how they're doing these things and you're like that is fucking amazing I think when it, you know, I, I think, you know, there's just the strength and the resolve and even people who lose limbs and then, uh, you know, and then later on, you know, they, they worked to be rehabilitated and then they do these things and they still are living their lives. That's one thing. Yeah. I think mentally is, a, to, to me, it seems a little bit different. These have just gotten to it today. Yes, huh? yes. We didn't have nothing positive to talk about. <laughs> We're still alive. We're still happy. I'm starting to plan it's my Friday. wedding, hopefully. Oh, yes. yeah. Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> I know you love Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's yeah. my favorite of the holiday. Are we going to go to our regular spot on Valentine's Day? Look at each other's eyes. Our house, we'll but... go to our home. <laughs> we'll have a candlelit dinner. We'll sit in the bath. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm probably going to take a bath by myself because that's what I'm going to I'll, I'll sit on the, sit on the rim big. of the tub right, right next to you. Well, like no, a... I tell Al why he don't come and read me books when I'm in the tub like Michael B. Jordan does for Snow Allegra in her music video. And he's like, <laughs> who reads books to me? <laughs> I know. He was like reading her book yeah, like, while she was taking a bath. And you're like, what book and are you I was reading? like... Because when you go to take a bath, you're in there for an hour, you close the door, you take a bottle of wine and a slice of pizza in there, which I'm like, I do. And you have wine too, right? <laughs> oh, I got to take, yeah, you a, said bottle. take my yeah. wine, my pizza, my phone. I'm on Instagram. I'm looking through everybody's feeds. I'm like. <laughs> it's your time. It's your space. <laughs> Throw a couple bath bombs in mm-hmm. there, some salts. Everything yeah. smells good. The yeah. water feels great. Yeah. Sometimes I'm eating tacos or something. Like, would, would you want like a like one of those jet tubs like to massage you while you're doing all no, that? Is that I'm too not much? that into the jet tubs, but I do like a real deep 
tub. Oh, like, yes. I just want a large deep tub with a pillow for my neck. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, well, you can come and you can rub my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I want a tub that I can put <laughs> well, one of those I'm little trays on. A deep tub I can put one of those trays where I have shit on it. My little book. Because I used to do that when I was like a teenager. <laughs> I used to take baths, have my little book, have a little candle. I used to be in the tub for just reading. Uh, yeah, I want the being Mary Jane. I want her bathroom. I don't remember her Ugh, bathroom. The bathroom she had when she lived in Georgia, in Atlanta. That's what I want. Okay. I want Mary Jane Paul's Atlanta bathroom. We're going to get that bathroom. Ugh. With that tub. Mm. Child. I'll go Scarface and get the cl- mm. the tub that's sinking into the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you just walk into it. But I always think those are the tubs. I think how do you get out of that thing? Yeah. Like you need steps like a pool. And then you you don't and then I think too you don't want to be interrupted while you in those because you gotta get up get out if you forget something like God damn well Scarface's <laughs> was literally like a fucking pool yeah, it, it was, was like oh indoor pool inside yes. the room that's when I, that's when the future will be great because you have robots please go get that for me please come oh when you have kids it's like don't you love when the age where kids are able to they just like to get stuff you yes. like go get that for me baby it is so funny all these to call us. Come get the remote for me. But yes. They do. They parents do like to make kids fetch things for them. My mother was the queen of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. My mother will call you from all the way in the other room. Like you be in the kitchen and she'll be yelling from her room. <laughs> and you come in, bring me such and such from the kitchen. Girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, my mother has called us into the living room and my mother was like, if she calls us and we go, you know, Stanley. She called me Stanley. Standrick. Standrick. And go, yes. And it was silence. That means you had to go that to her. That means you need to come. You need right. to come. We go, went to her and then she'd be like, give me the remote control. Right. Like, and you're like, a- you're in the room <laughs> you're like, you're with the, the room. thing you needed. Oh, man. It, it wasn't yes. even that. You just give it to her. You just had to give it to her. <laughs> wasn't that the thing on Black Ladies Cut Show? I think so. With that Mar- I remember that. With Marcy Martin. Marcy yeah. Martin. And um, damn, who played the mother? It was what's the, the funny girl from Insecure. She's also the writer. One yes. of the writers on that show. She's um, a comedian. Yeah, um, why are we blanking her name? I, I don't remember her name. I'm not going to get it. Yes, she's, she's talented. Um, she's, she's funny. She's so funny. Yes. Yeah, it was like a competition between the parents. Yes. And for the, the daughter just knocking her ass mm-hmm. whooped. So that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. well, old dad was good for that. Oh, man. Well, that was a good note to end Yes, that was. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, we've got to go um, until next week. But in the meantime, if you like this episode... Please rate, rate us and subscribe. subscribe. You can yes. find us on Instagram at always, mm-hmm. uh, always fashion. I'm like, you can find us on Instagram. <laughs> always fashion week indeed. <laughs> yes. Find us on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. You can email us at Black Hipster Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow my darling. I always said at Always Fashion Week, but then her new handle. Yeah, follow me. We don't have to say Always Fashion Week anymore. You oh. can follow me at The Shalwa Okay, okay, okay. All right, Brandon. Yeah. Follow me at Sandrick W. <laughs> and, um, that's All right. It. Until <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye.